The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm that sweet baby brother in 30 Under 30, media luminary, as decided by Forbes magazine, Griffin McElroy. I would like to check in uh, with our canary in the coal mine when it comes to uh, kids' movies. Justin, you recently saw the cinematic release of the... Uh, Let me check my notes here. Emoji movie. Oh, Christ alive. First of all, before we get into this, DreamWorks didn't make this one, right? Oh, it's Sony. Oh, cool. Let's set phasers to kill. I, listen, y'all, I've seen pretty much every kid's movie that's been released since my daughter was released. And I- It was a very exciting release. We all were psyched for the trailers. I remember the the Comic-Con release trailer for Charlie and like the audience just went crazy and she lived up to the hype. The Charlie Red Carpet was amazing. Um, yeah, it was hosted by Ryan Seacrest, uh, who always does an amazing job. He's he was real, in, he, he really steps up. He was in the delivery room. It was actually weird, and I didn't like that he was there. Justin, how was Moji? Charlie, who are you wearing? Uh, she was uh, wearing Sydney. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing: <laughs> the Emoji movie starts promisingly well, let's say enough. Spoil- spoiler alert! Spoiler, spoiler alert! alert um, for the skip Emoji ahead. Movie. Skip ahead. Pro- let's be honest. Skip ahead. Probably forty five minutes. Yeah, if you're lucky. Uh, so here's the thing: the Emoji movie starts with a short. You know how Pixar done does it? Well, the Sony did it with a short. It's called Puppy, and this is I'm nothing. I'm going to say here is embellished in any way. Puppy is a short film about a little boy that wants a puppy, and the little boy's gr- parents are a Dracula's daughter and a wolf man. I think he's a wolf man. It's unclear. He may just be a regular man who doesn't transform into a wolf. There's He looks like a wolf man in a man shape, and his grandfather's Dracula, and he wants a puppy, and his parents won't get him a puppy, so his grandfather Dracula gets him a puppy. And grandfather Dracula gives him a giant monstrous puppy like a oh, demonic Clifford the Big Red Dog fuck. and he just and then also Dracula is Adam Sandler okay. oh, so, good, so this good, is good. this is Hotel Transylvania and not just like the biggest ripoff of Hotel Transylvania yes okay. okay yes and you've almost certainly guessed at this point that Dracula was uh oh my god is Adam Sandler Dracula in Hotel Transylvania is that is this a spinoff yeah I never saw that flick. Come I didn't on. either. I didn't either. I just know of it through cultural osmosis. That was pre-release. Well, anyway, there's a scene where the puppy pisses on Adam Sandler's coffin, which it turned out to be weirdly prophetic for the experience of me watching the Emoji movie, <laughs> because it was like it was like a giant dog was pissing on my coffin, and I was Adam Sandler. That's how watching the Emoji movie made me feel. So uh, ten out of ten out of ten stars, or so like so you're you're. We follow uh, a meh emoji, uh, which is already like my least favorite like 
like I don't even want to call it emotion. It's basically the lack of emotion. It's my least favorite thing in the world. That's my least favorite word on the planet Earth, I think. And so this emoji, though, his mine's thing a, is mine's a maze balls. Uh, yeah, feels is another one for me, but it's not quite up there with meh. So anyway, so um um so like this meh emoji voiced by T.J. Miller can't uh just be meh. He feels all kinds of emotions, and he basically like breaks this kid's phone because he feels all the emotions. Wait, wait, okay, you've already got me, Justin. The emoji movie takes place in a world not where the emojis are just like hanging out. No. But in like a they're it they're they're like trapped in phones? No, they live in the phone. this is a world within a phone, right? They live in Textopolis, Gross. which is a world within this kid's phone. So TJ Miller has to break out an escape or something cuz this kid's going to erase his phone cuz TJ Miller fucked it up so bad with his stupid emoji. Um and then he and this hacker named Jailbreak voiced by Anna Ferris and a big hand called High Five, voiced by oh, I heard a chuckle there. James Corden. Oh, uh, I heard a chuckle there. Maybe, no, maybe it's maybe, not. It's oh, not a chuckle like maybe, at the content. Oh, it of sounds the film. like maybe some of the, the 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 movie critic do protest too much, maybe a um, little bit, because I think I got a little chuckle out of you there. There's some. Um, so they go on a, this adventure through the kid's phone, and uh, they go through a lot of beloved apps. I want to give you an example of oh, like Christ. The, the level of humor. So they go into the Facebook app. Only they don't call it Facebook. There's just a white F on a blue square. So like I don't I don't know they got the rights to this one. And inside the Facebook app, which is represented by just like all the apps are just big cubes. And inside the Facebook app, there's a bunch of silhouettes of people saying like, "Look at my dog." And then somebody else says, "Look at my breakfast." And then Meh the Meh emoji goes into the Facebook app, and he's in there for a couple of seconds. He comes out, and he says. Everyone in there is just talking about themselves. Oh, and is that, and then another character comes in and says, A joke? No, you would think, but no. That's the, okay. Someone says, put some sauce on that dance burrito. Because they go to the Just Dance app. You know the beloved app that everybody has on their phone, Just Dance? In 2017? Yeah, Yeah. it's not that Ubisoft wrote a big check. It's just like they hit all the big ones. They hit Twitter, Facebook, Dropbox, which is where they're trying to get to because it's like they live in the cloud or something. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A major plot point in this children's movie is to get to the cloud storage workplace solution Dropbox. Mm Mm-hmm. We got to yeah. get to one. We got to get to fucking Slack. It's the, the best cross-platform uh, organization. We got we got to get to Trello. It's a great, great project management software. Great for Scrum. Kids, are you listening from about Scrum? I want to. I I kept hoping he would go to Dropbox and see like seven hundred million other replicants of himself and just be like, whoa, what the fuck am I doing here? What are we doing here? I don't know why I came here. This is very disheartening. Um, but like, I don't know. It's I'm I I hesitate. I kind of dreaded when Travis brought it up because it's like it's not even f- funny to talk about. Nothing it sure isn't. Is happened it, well, in this yeah. film that was like everything was like joke adjacent. Like it, they said it like it was a joke, and like God bless 
the leads of this film because they are just heroically just dying on a cross, hoping that some of their blood dribbles down and forms like a rubber chicken or something <laughs> like some something approaching comedy in this film. Like, and it's not like oh, all kids movies are lame. Most kids movies nowadays are fucking great. Like most kids movies are great right now, and this is. Not that it's a nightmare, and well, um, may, Justin, maybe maybe you're just not the target audience. Maybe you're just out of touch. What did Charlie think? Uh, she just ran around the theater and tried to fall a lot. That which is unusual for her in a film. Normally, a film she'll. I mean, let me give you uh, by comparison, Captain Underpants, fucking glued, glued yeah. to the screen. Trolls, forget about it. Uh, and and she was a lot younger when she saw Trolls, and she enjoyed it a lot more. This movie, uh, it chomped. I do have to say this though: stay through the credits because at the end of the credits, uh, Werner Herzog pops up and says, "You are now ninety minutes closer to your own death." <laughs> and that that was a surprise. I did not see that coming. Oh, good. That's such found a good what- get. We yeah, found one end. funny thing to say about the Emoji Movie, and please, God, let's move on. This is Poison. Uh, don't go see the Emoji Movie. It's Poison. Unless, uh, but also, <laughs> if there's anybody who was connected to Trolls 2 that was also getting the Emoji Movie, we're just kidding. It's just a podcast. You know how it It's goes. a fun podcast for friends. It's <laughs> just a friend's podcast. Uh, so this week, Joey went to Chandler, and he was like, forget about it. Ah. Uh, is it okay to interject into a conversation that a group of people is having at the table next to you at a restaurant, say about TV sitcoms, for example? <laughs> <laughs> My husband and I recently moved to Maryland and have yet to make new friends, and we're not sure how to be forward enough to make friends without coming across as creepy. And that's from Friendless in Frederick. Hachi Oh, uh, you guys Hachi. talking about two guys and girl in a pizza place, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. Sit back and watch me go. Speaking okay. of two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Do you think the other guy and the girl like look at the career of Ryan Reynolds and they're just like, statistically, I guess that makes sense. Like, where were we? But, you know, it just lightning struck Ryan Reynolds and not us. Ugh. I bet the pizza place is like, I could have been the shawarma place at the well, end. They the cut the pizza place after like the third season and it just became two guys and a girl, which is like the title for like the laziest title of a porno ever. <laughs> Two guys and a girl doing stuff to each doing other, stuff. enjoy <laughs> and loving it. And then they just changed it to three characters mm-hmm. um, with sex. Um, but anyway, I I think the impulse is good. I think you have to think about context when you're at a when you're at a think about this when you're at a restaurant and you're having dinner with a group of people and you see somebody you know. They approach that table and are forced to just stand there like they're the uh, like messenger from a neighboring kingdom that has just come to like hold court for a second and then they're dismissed. You can't the the follow through if you get a good convo going about two guys are going to pizza place. There's no universe in which they're like, you know what? Come over and join us. We're having a great time and you seem like fun people. That happens in movies. That doesn't happen in real life from my experience. But I it may be of limited scope. I mean, by definition it is. But I just don't think you have a follow-through in that setting personally. I don't mind the in- interrupting the conversation. I think it's the context of like a restaurant that trips me out about it. Well, yeah, because every time I've been like out to dinner, like if Teresa and I go out to dinner – 
it's like in Get Smart, speaking of sitcoms, where like the, you know, you have the, the cone of silence, you have that, you know, that bubble. If someone like leans over, I think my honest reaction would like be to be startled. Like, what? You could hear us? What? Like, you start to forget that like other people are also there and you're kind of having this like public isolation moment of like, this is just my wife and I here in this moment. Wait, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, you, and, unless, and that's the problem with the restaurants. You don't know the context. If my wife and I have like fucking lied, cheated, and killed our way to getting to have dinner, the two of us together in a restaurant, you better not try to come over and fucking talk to me. I will shut you down. Like, absolutely not. No way. No way. The, the only time where if I'm talking to someone at a restaurant about two guys and a girl and a pizza place, I'm sorry. The pizza place is so important to me. I know they abandoned it, but whatever. The only time where somebody says wants to chime in on my my two GG PP convo, where I'm not constantly thinking like, boy, I can't wait to just get back to just the, just us without this person, this interloper. The only time where that happens is if the person, the interloper who comes over, is Trailer Howard, star of Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place, because I bet she's got some stories. She'll be so flattered. Uh, that you want to hear. You know what? I've heard it from Ryan's perspective. I want to hear the rest heard of the it story. from Ryan's perspective. I get it. Like, it's tough to make friends and it's tough to meet people. I just don't think this is it. I just don't think this is the one. This isn't the nug. Especially on never, ever, ever, ever as a correction. Well, actually, Ooh. actually, they. I loved they, Taylor Howard in that show. Did you mean Trailer Howard? Hi, it's me, Trailer Howard. I know it's kind of a Buckwild name. The inverse of that is exactly what happened when uh, Trailer's parents named her at the hospital. Uh, mm. Did you mean Taylor Howard? No, I meant Trailer. Hey, do y'all want a Yahoo? I feel bad about Trailer Howard. Uh, you know what? Everybody's got their own names. I don't know why I felt the need to be cruel about Trailer. She was great in Monk, and she's welcome on the show anytime. Yeah, what kind of name is Justin, you know? Yeah, you piece of shit. Do you mean Dustin? Do you mean Dustin? No. Come on. Yeah. Fucking yeah. jerk. Take how about how about a Yahoo from Amelia Burger? Thank you, Amelia. It's Yahoo Answers user Hair TM. Kind of weird. <laughs> Why does uh, he rich? Hair asks, survey. All questions on Yahoo are a survey. You don't have to. Survey. Do ghosts haunt the other ghosts? That's not a survey. It's not how a fucking survey works. Mm. <laughs> we asked 100 Americans. <laughs> Two ghosts. The answer, uh, survey so, says. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, a butt, Steve. Let's look up at the board. It says big, sweet Fanny. Why? <laughs> would, why, would, why, are people, why would anybody answer that question with big, sweet Fanny? <laughs> just say the butt. If you're from Family Feud, just say butt. But <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, going to yeah. get in there somewhere. What's something uh, you bring to a picnic? My butt. My well, butt, yes. Steve. Looks like, uh, let's see. 100% says, said my butt. It says my big sweet cheeks up on the board. <laughs> is there a is there a Tumblr somewhere that collects names that the board on Family Feud gives to <laughs> genitals and butts? Uh, I hear a lot of f frantic typing uh, coming from <laughs> someone's computer. Uh, I'm just going to move on and ask if ghosts haunt other ghosts oh there is there's specifically one called meatwhistle.tumblr.com no entries fuck you meatwhistle.tumblr.com you can't get me excited like that 
Um. Anyway, here's the scenario. I Rumpel see. stiff skin. That's a penis. Well, yeah, that's not your butt. Come on. Uh, prune blaster. Thank you, Family Feud. Uh, <laughs> um, Thunder Donut. Thank you, Family Feud. <laughs> here's the ghost scenario I can see. All right. Uh huh. So, let's say I'm killed by a guy named Jake. All right. <laughs> and so I'm haunting Jake. Okay. Right. But then Jake is killed by someone named Susan. So now Jake is haunting Susan, but I'm still haunting Jake. I feel like that's uh, if a if a spectral form haunts my meat body, I will mm-hmm. be I will be thoroughly spooked out. Do not want would not sign up for that. If I am spectral as well, and a specter haunts me, I feel like I would just be annoyed. Like, yeah, dude, I'm trying to haunt this person. Can you please just leave me to my haunting? Because you're kind of getting in the way. Imagine that, Travis, a ghost, a, a, some sort of spectral, um, uh, some, some sort of renaissance woman floats through your, your window, and her face is a, is just very scary uh, face with just sort of, sort of a rottenness mm-hmm. to it, and she's like, Travis and then just like from behind her you see just like a just sort of a like a big dude in a t-shirt and he's spectral and he floats through the window and he's like what's up Veronica and she's like please can you give me a second I'm about to spook Travis <laughs> I feel like it would undercut the spookiness of the first haunting somewhat if I saw two if I see two ghosts I'm, I'm less afraid than just the one I think I also think just to your point, Grovan, I, I think leading off by saying my own name, like if the if Veronica was just like Travis, I feel like my immediate response would be like yes. Like I feel like that's just ingrained in my psyche. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like putting a, it, Veronica would have to make it a declarative, like Travis instead of like Travis, and then be like, yeah. yes. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, make statements, not questions, ghosts. Okay, that's how you get the job. I was thinking about this because there's a similar scene. I mean, like this is structurally sort of dealt with in the movie Ghost um, because at the end of the movie Ghost, sorry about the ghost spoilers, everyone. Uh, It's 27 years old. Just skip Uh, ahead 45 minutes. At the end of the movie Ghost, Tony Goldwyn, who is like his friend that actually like killed him, uh, Patrick Swayze makes it so that he dies. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, rather than haunting him, which you would think, kind of short-sighted, Pat, because you could have just condemned yourself to having Tony Goldwyn just, like, on your jock yeah. like, for the rest of all time. No, instead, Tony Goldwyn gets dragged to hell, and we see it happen. That's a pretty extreme ending for a romance starring Patrick Swayze. But I'm, I'm also thinking about the fact that it's a musical now. So is there a scene in the ghost musical where you watch the Tony Goldwyn character get dragged to hell? And are you at the end supposed to stand up and applaud? Like, are we, <laughs> is it okay Yay! to watch that? Like, yeah, 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 fuck Tony Goldwyn. Yeah, forever, right? Just, what? Justin, I, I hate to be the one to break it to you. I took a film appreciation class in college, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Most movies actually end with the antagonist being dragged to hell. They just don't always show it. Yeah. So every time in a movie, the last time you see the bad guy, maybe he's like being taken off to prison or she's, mm-hmm. you know, having to, you know, I don't know, clean up the the rec center that she was going to do, whatever. 
the next beat in their storyline is like they choke on a grape or get hit by a motorcycle or something, and then they're dragged to hell. I said, so that's why I bought the Home Alone 2 Blu-ray, because I yeah. just had to see. I had yeah. to watch it. After ha- how much they put me, the hell they put my family through via Kevin and his family, the hell that I have suffered at their hands by extension, like I had to have that closure of seeing mm-hmm. them killed and, it's, and dragged to hell. And in Home Alone 2, it's weird because they don't show the beginning scene where Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern fight Satan, kill him, and climb out of hell because they are now the kings of hell. They steal Satan's muscle it's, car and drive yeah, right out of hell. It's so weird because they show up and they're just like stealing coins from the Salvation Army and they take mm-hmm. the, Daniel Stern takes the kid's mittens and it's very funny. But you have to think about the fact that Daniel Stern himself throttled Satan and choked the life out of him <laughs> and became the king of hell. Guys, um, listen. This, sorry, Griffin, go ahead. Oh no, there's I could go on, but I don't have I any. wanna stop you there because I'm fucking tired of giving the home alone big home alone <laughs> great alternate sequels that they could make. This would be our like third, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them profiting off our ideas. They make everyone. They make this huge box office, and I'm not going to give them anymore. Yeah, there's a scene you don't see in the middle of Home Alone 2 where Brenda Fricker starts to get dragged to hell, and she's like, oh, hold on, Satan. It's I'm actually going to have a turn here. I'm not a spooky bird woman. I'm very friendly. And Satan's like, bah, And then... <laughs> She she fights him off. Same with Shovel Man in the first one. He's like, no, I'm going to use the shovel to save the boy at the end. And Satan's like, okay, you can chill. But I'm, I'm going to get you one day. Do you promise? Do you that promise was a really that- good Shovel Man, Griffin. <laughs> Thanks. You promise you're good? Yeah, I'm, I promise I'm good. I've got this shovel. I'm going to hit Joe Pesci real hard with him. Kill him and send him to you. I am, a, I am your Grim Reaper, sir. How would it change the optics of, to see a new Home Alone movie now where it's a 30-some-year-old man just beating the living shit out of a couple of senior citizens who are just trying to scrape by. Like, I, I feel like that would drastically change the vibe of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, Justin. Yeah. It yeah, might be change different. the intent. might change the intent. I walked into work today and made my usual walk to the elevator to reach the third floor of my office building. For the last few days, one of these elevators has had an out-of-order sign taped to the front of it, and the elevator itself was not in operation. However... When I hit the up button this morning, the elevator that has the out of order sign on it opened. No. I'm writing this as fast as possible to get it sent because I need to know if it's okay to ride this elevator. Not a good plan. but Not how this works. Am I about to ride this elevator and shoot through the sky like Willy Wonka or am I going to fall to my death? Also, am I good? Please hurry. I'm not sure how much longer this door will stay open and I really need to use the shitter. That's from Particularly Paranoid in Princeton. Let me answer one of your middle questions there in regards to what will happen up or down. Elevators, in general, when they break, rarely break up. Um, that's not that's not how that. Now that said, just because gravity has always worked doesn't mean it will always work that way. Right. But if there's a fault point in an elevator, there is pretty much only one direction that that plays out. I would. And say that's that how the boy band got their name. I would say that you're definitely not good, and here's why. There is an out-of-order sign taped to the elevator. Let me hit you with this. If the elevator never opened, there would be no need for the out-of-order sign. The point would be moot. Yeah. You just, like, why do I need to know? I would not need that information. The elevator would not open. I would not use that elevator. I do not need an out-of-order sign on that elevator. The only reason it would be necessary is if 
you shouldn't use this one. It may open, but it's a sneaky fucking elevator, and it's just trying to kill you. Elevator is a trust box that I step into, and I form a silent contract with whoever last serviced the elevator, because you know I check. You know I'm checking out that weight limit, and you know I'm checking out the occupant capacity, and you know I'm doing a quick tabulation in my mind, and you know I'm looking at the last service date, and like I look at these factors so that I can trust the person who I'm about to put my life in their hands. And so if I see if I if the door opens and I see a light flicker once for a half second in the elevator, I'm like, I'm gonna take the stairs because it's a trust box, and that you just had a bad interview with me, elevator. The fact that you saw a sign that said this is broken. <laughs> Do not use. Don't. Do, do no. not use. And you stepped into the trust box. I think you might be like, I think this is, a, I think if you do this, it's officially a stunt. Do you, I, yeah. guys, do you ever, do you guys ever see in a movie or TV show where like a, a, an elevator like stops between floors and like people end up having to like wedge the doors open and like climb up and nope. out like, yeah. and nope. think, and think. That might actually be kind of exciting and fun. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, my God. It happened to me. It happened to me. It happened to you, my brother, who I know? It happened to me at the hospital when I was coming down from visiting my child in the NICU. And I was like, yeah, it seems about right. (laughs) And I had to have have an old, old man help help me climb out of it. And that's how, that's, that's the exciting thing is like, Boost yourself up here, buddy. And then oh I just my like God. you have more to... left than I do. Yeah, come on, you can do it. There's oh yeah, just... he died. <laughs> he just helped me out, and then he was like, "Well, this is what I was here to do. Goodbye. I'm going to hell now." <laughs> Thank you, shovel man. Thank you for using your shovel as a lever. If that ever happened to me, I would write a letter to my my um. I would write a letter to my like my realtor and I would say put my house on the market because I live in an elevator now. I'm not <laughs> climbing out cuz hey guess what? Judy, who is my realtor's name, I'm not trying to get cut in half today. <laughs> How long would the elevator door need to be open and stuck before you felt comfortable? Literally a calendar day. Literally <laughs> a, 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 Griffin, a are you full worried Gregorian about the door day. cutting you in half or the elevator starting to move and the floor and the the, the latter one, you fucking dumbass. I know the door's not going to get me. I trust the door. Elevator doors can hang. It's the rest <laughs> of the mechanism that, like, nope, nope, you no ha- way. If you have loved ones in your life you and, and you are facing something that could cause your death, you have to project yourself forward into the conversation that they will have. Because the conversation that you would have in the case of your death in this situation is he got into a broken elevator. Oh, my God. Well, it had an out-of-order sign on it. Oh, my God. Really? So we're going to have well, to deny your life insurance claim. Yeah. No one will feel bad for you in this case. There will be no, there will be no like huge lawsuit for you in this situation. It's said out of order on it. You cannot ride this elevator. Please, please don't ride don't this do elevator. Don't do this. Don't do this. Please. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm trying to join in the bit. I'm still flabbergasted that Justin climbed out. I'm still flabbergasted that Justin doesn't 
just, I didn't see Justin on an episode of Tiny House Big Living. Just like, yeah, this is my elevator home. What? How did you? How, what's? How could you do this? I didn't know my brother was the fucking last action hero. This is incredible. It had been a pretty hard week, Griffin. I yeah. had a lot of. I had built up a lot of like confidence slash nihilism. <laughs> it was sort of a great blend of those that allowed me to just effortlessly uh, 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 leap out and. Um, also, I was wearing a Tybee Island T-shirt, so I assumed I could. Oh, you were in power. Yeah, you couldn't die in that. Do you guys remember? I think it was our last New York live show uh, when I was in the elevator in the hotel, and it dropped the floor. Like, what? Yeah, I was going back up to our rooms, and then it just like stopped and dropped the floor, and then like the doors Girl! opened there. <laughs> Why are my brothers telling me this now? Welcome and- to Griffin McElroy's terrifying anthology series, Elevator, where he Jesus. brings on guests. To talk about their terrifying elevator experiences. I did I did get a free gift basket full of snacks from the hotel for my troubles. Did That's you? what your life's worth in your mind? I mean, That's what yeah. your life's worth? I got All free right. cookies. It was great. And you know what? I've gotten on elevators again since then. That's so, so like, brave. And can I tell you, this is my favorite part of this story. My inclination when the elevator dropped, like my fight or flight response, was to like wedge myself into a corner and I, to this day, have no idea what my thought process was of like, well, when this elevator goes down, I'll be cool. We we got to talk about something else. I'm literally getting freaked. Um, All right. Let me rescue you, Griffin, and I will take you in my escalator completely oh. safe if it's breaks. It, if it breaks, it stares. It's if it breaks, it stares or it turns into a hungry mouthful of gears that will just (laughs) gnaw on me. Why aren't just one story buildings and we're good? So you want to try exceptional wines from around the world like a distinguished gentle person well good news there is wink.com or trywink.com rather t-r-y-w-i-n-c.com where you can take a brief palette profile quiz and wink will recommend wines customized to your distinguished discerning palette i don't know about the direction this is going what if i just want to get messy yeah what if i want to try shitty wines from around the block well, that's you, not this. That's okay. not this. This is different. This is uh, that's uh, wine. Trystink.com. <laughs> Customize. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. All right. Now somebody's got to take over the ad. I got to see if it's available. <laughs> All right. There goes Justin again. S T I N C. Um, yeah. Wink is spelled W I N C. And uh, you can go to trywink.com. That's T R Y W I N C.com to uh, take that palette quiz. <laughs> and uh, you got it. <laughs> With a K, I got it. I got oh, it with a K. You got stink.com? Trystink.com. Okay. Um. Anyway, if you take that quiz, Wink will recommend they wines customized. They are not going to like this ad, are they? No, They're this is like enjoy this our final ad with Wink. Um, please go buy Wink wine so that, and say that we sent you so that they'll forgive us for this. Um, they will recommend wines based on your results of the quiz, and they will ship them directly to your door every month. Um, and right now they are offering our listeners 10, uh, 20 bucks off. That's even better. It's double the m- number of bucks. $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash my brother. They'll even cover the cost of shipping. That's trywink, spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com slash my brother to get 20 bucks off your first order now plus complimentary shipping. 
one last time, trywink.com slash my brother. We've actually, we've gotten uh, a lot of wine from them and it, it really is very, very good. Um, and I don't like usually have multiple bottles of wine around the house. And so it was like, I, I really, I felt like a fancy sommelier. Uh, and if if you can't remember that whole address, you can just go to trystink.com and it'll take you right to trywink.com slash my brother. Oh, so no, they're like definitely even, not going to like that. Even easier to remember. Um, hey, Trav, tell me about Harry's. Hey, if you are a person who shaves, then good news. You can get a great shave at a fair price. No more of that, like, going to, you know, the, the drugstore or what have you, to the soda fountain, to the pharmacy i don't know where people go to i haven't shaved in eight years but if you are going and you're dr sharpness's the, blade emporium is where i go um <laughs> then you just kind of run through with your eyes closed yeah um if you are going and you're you're sick of paying you know tons of money and having to wait for somebody to come and open you know that little acrylic case to make sure you don't steal their cheap crappy blades well good news you can go to harrys.com slash my brother and get great razors at a great price. Uh, Harry's offers the blades at half the price of leading five-blade razors, selling directly to you over the internet. They're so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash mybrother. Just pay three bucks for shipping. That's a $13 value for free. Your trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover. So get your free trial set by going to harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S, dot com slash my brother right now. Harrys.com slash my brother. I got, uh, I, got, I got so many Harry's blades, and it's all I use to shave. It's so nice. When I was shaving one time. Blades are so sharp and perfect, it cut a hole in space-time. Went to another universe where Patrick Swayze's still alive. Hung out with him. It was fucking great. Best day of my life. I got a message for the Sept, and that's Brandon, Brian, Anthony, Spencer, Philip, and Zeb. And it's from Patrick, who has named a group of people the Sept, which is pretty Very cool. Uh, you guys are my best friends, and I couldn't think of a better reminder to send them through our favorite podcast hosts. I am sure by whenever the time this time airs, everyone in the group is listening to Mabim Bam and the Adventure Zone regularly. I love you all so much. Also, this costs one hundred dollars, so this is everyone's Christmas present. <laughs> I love that called shot. Like I'm gonna buy this ad, then convince my friends to listen to my brother, my brother, and me. Yeah, everybody should do this. I guess this is this is maybe the best advertising technique anybody's ever in- envisioned. I'm gonna take this shit on Shark Tank. Um, I got another message, and this one's for social entropy, and it's from Bizarro Stormy, who says. I am Bizarro Stormy. So that's an activation. Obviously. Definitely, yes. Or um, a challenge for who for social entropy. I think they're mm-hmm. challenging like a force. I think this is a challenge to like a, a like a, a just sort of oh. a, pre- a presence. So like mm. the concept of sh- social entropy. I was thinking this was like their their nemesis. Their nemesis, you know, was social entropy, which would be. A pretty great villain name. And it's Bizarro a conceptual Storm- nemesis, so I think you're right. I just think it's the concept, mm-hmm. and Bizarro Stormy is announcing that the challenge has begun, and Bizarro Stormy will triumph over social entropy. Hey, I don't fucking know. It's it's your hundred dollars. It's yours. I, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars to get one on the show, and it's from Griffin, and it's for irritable bowel syndrome, and it's just like, bring it on, motherfucker. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore. 
Um, I have another message. This one's for David, and it's from Chase, who says, congrats on the four-year anniversary of that movie blog we've been working on. Now, please, God, can we shut it down? Couldn't think, <laughs> couldn't think of any other way to tell you. <laughs> that was extremely good. Fuck, that's good. Jesus Christ. They did, and they could have named it, and they didn't. They could have put the name in it like, well, I'm going to try one promotion for it. That's great. I'm going to try marketing our movie blog just this once. Now, should I spend money <laughs> to actually promote it, or should I spend the money to shut it down? <laughs> I love it. Don't get it twisted. They have way more characters to use. Oh, yeah. They could have explained in depth their issue, but no, it, they wanted to keep it pretty. <laughs> They want to leave very little daylight here for for uh, David to, to wiggle their way out. Is this our first epitaph? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's good. A lot of times, my instincts are are wrong. They're mostly wrong, but they're not wrong in the sense that like I misread somebody. They're just extremely limited to my you know to my idea of who they are. That was Mark Marin. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm the host of NPR's Bullseye. I'm so excited to tell you about my new show, The Turnaround. Join me as I sit down with some of the best interviewers in the world to ask them about how and why they do what they do. We'll go deep. Some of the biggest names in media, everybody from Terry Gross to Jerry Springer to Combat Jack. That's all on The Turnaround, two episodes a week this summer. Subscribe now. Tell a friend. Hey, I got a Yahoo. Yeah, hit me. <laughs> it's from uh, Seth Carlson. Okay. Who, uh, thank you, Seth. It's from Yahoo Answers user Wilson who asks, do you think Gordon Ramsay would show up in heaven and start telling everyone what is wrong and how to fix it all? Already starting with a big logical leap there. That Gordon Ramsay would go to Of course Gordon Ramsay would go to heaven. You watch that motherfucker on MasterChef Junior. He's got kind heart in that chest. Kind heart he in that chest. on a show called Hell Kitchen? Yeah, and he's him. Yeah, yeah, shit, Trav, you got a good point, though. He is casting himself as a, I mean, he's casting himself as the devil of that scenario, for sure. Well, the food devil. The food devil. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's also on a show called The F Word, and I don't think God or um, Jesus or St. Peter, or the Holy Spirit, would, you know, likes that. Because he can show up and be like, no, it stands for food. And God's like, it's still, come on, dude. You made a show called Fuck, and you know that's not my favorite one <laughs> of the words, Gordon. Do you think Gordon Ramsay in real life is very pleasant? Have you watched his Christmas special where he makes a fucking Beef Wellington with his kids, and they're just like pounding around the whole time? Yeah, Trav, I think he's pretty great. Yeah, and if you watch a cooking instructional video that he makes, it's loving. It's so nurturing. Like he's He's there with you, and he wants you to just relax, and he says it's easy. He doesn't get mad at you. He's just nice to you. You can just if watch were, that video. If I were Gordon Ramsay, my next show would be like along the lines of like, you know, Hell's Kitchen or like, you know, Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. But I would be super nice the whole time because I think that that would be the thing that would put the people most on edge is like they're just waiting for him to break. And it's just like, oh, no, this is I see you're doing a great job. You're doing your best. Okay. Okay. And no, no, and uh, it all looked good. Everything's good here. Uh, what's this? Oh, that. Oh no, no, this is fine. I think that would be the most fucking terrifying thing Gordon Ramsay could do. I would uh, love to see an episode of MasterChef Junior where there's a, a a young boy. Maybe his name is Jacob, and he's 17, and he's making an omelet, and the taping's going real, real late, 
and Gordon Ramsay walks over. And he's like, "Oh, it looks like your eggs are getting a little bit runny. You should you should take care of that, uh, Jacob. Oh, don't cry. It's all going to be okay." And Jacob's like, "Thank you, sir." And then uh, the clock rolls over to midnight, and it's his birthday, and Jacob turns eighteen, and we see Gordon's like fucking eyes turn red like a terminator and his fucking protocols switch over and all of a sudden jacob (laughs) is being tried as an adult and he's like you fucking prick (laughs) he just slings the eggs in his face get Um, this runny shit uh boy i think gordon ramsay would show up in heaven. I think he wouldn't immediately start telling everyone what is wrong and how to fix it all. But I think he definitely can't help himself a little oh, bit. Oh, ooh, Twilight Zone moment. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe he gets to heaven. There's nothing wrong. It's heaven. Oh, Everything's oh, perfect. shit, that's He's good. running around. He's looking for something to criticize. He can't find it. And he says, like, but I have nothing I can fix here. And then the devil pops up. And he's like, "Where's here?" He's like, "It's heaven." He's like, "Wrong, motherfucker!" And like, that's his hell. Everything's too perfect. I think he would definitely take a while to start criticizing because the secret of Gordon Ramsay is that he doesn't know anything about cooking. And the hardest thing about Whoa. making, yeah, Wait, I know. Hold on, I know it's a surprise. But the hardest thing about making all of his shows is you have to edit out every time he's like, "And you burn the lasagna," and he goes, "I bet." Like underneath his breath, he says, <laughs> "I bet." And they have to edit all of those out. Like, the eggs are perfectly seasoned. I bet. I bet they're perfectly seasoned. You want to put the new, these spaghetti noodles in c- cold water? Cold water? <laughs> Is it hot does, or cold water? That does explain why on Kitchen Nightmares, there's always a scene right at the top of every episode where he talks to the person and goes, what stuff you're really self-conscious about that you don't think you do good? And then he just like writes it all down, and then he's reading from a clipboard later. That makes so much fucking sense. That makes sense so now. much sense. If he's just like, "How did you season the garlic bread?" And they're like, "Well, I put garlic on it." Like, so down. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Do you, Don't speak so fast, donkey. We've let's talk about this. We've been approached a couple times, and we've had like conversations about if we did a, a like another TV show. Like we did the Bim Bam TV show. What would it be? And we've, if I'm being honest, we've like kind of struggled about like what we three dum-dums could like do that would be good on a television show. I am supremely jealous of Gordon Ramsay because either he generates the ideas or folks come to him with pitches. Dude has a show called Hell's Kitchen, a show called Kitchen Nightmares, a show called Hotel Hell. I think folks just come to him as like, Gordon, I've got a surefire hit. It's called Murder Cake. And he's like, it sounds good. Yeah, what, Murder Cake? And it's just about cake, but like it's extremely just sort of violent and uh, angry, angry way of cooking. I love it. Let's do it. Let's fucking, let's fucking go right now. I think it's. Man. I think he's got himself a good brand because he good can niche. Yeah, it's this show's called Pasta Fight to the Death. Pasta Fight to the Death sounds fucking good to me. It's it's so much easier if you have a persona, right? Like it's a cooking show, except we've thrown this really mean guy in there. It's a show about airports, except there's a really mean guy who is mad at everybody. What like there is no TV premise that is enhanced by, and then three milk faced nobodies show up <laughs> and. <laughs> And um, I don't know. You can kind of see 
Oh, you can't? Oh, I should leave? All right. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You can only come up with so many different iterations of the show. Dumb Brothers. (laughs) Then these these three pasty zilches come out and they're like, (laughs) you didn't do the garlic bread right. And then they're like, how do you know? We don't. Good day. We don't. Farewell. We'll uh, be sitting over here in internet obscurity. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you'll excuse me, one of the people outside said they knew who we were, and I'm going to go talk to them. <laughs> um, my upstairs neighbor keeps giving me leftover chicken. I can't tell if it's from KFC or homemade, but I'm leaning towards the former. Man, that's good chicken, though, because they had a lifetime to refine that recipe. Um. I cl- did I tell you guys that the KFC is trolling the Bojangles in Huntington? Did I tell you that? Did I please impart this information ex- please to you? explain? You got to understand. I miss Huntington so much, but the thing I feel mostly disconnected from is the fast food beefs. So, <laughs> when Bojangles opened on Route 60 in Huntington, there were literal like the Department of Highways had to come out and put out signs oh to direct traffic God, because it was yes. so buck wild. Like there were road signs like this way for Bojangles because you would see this line and think, well, certainly there's been a terrible accident, but there hadn't. There had been a chicken like success, and everybody was like so excited <laughs> about it. And when the Bojangles blew up, there's a KFC down what? the. Well, no, sorry. <laughs> no, the Bojangles. Yeah, the, the, the Colonel, KFC too. The Colonel went fucking. <laughs> it was buck fucking wild. great, dude. The KFC. They sent a car bomb to the Bojangles. <laughs> fucking hysterical. And he's 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 the Colonel just stood outside yelling extra crispy. <laughs> um, so fucked. Anyway, no, there's a KFC like a mile and a half down the road, and uh, they put <laughs> KFC paid to put up a billboard oh directly across the street from Bojangles, and it's just this smiling, shit-eating grin on the colonel, and it just says, uh, our cook is more famous than your cook. Uh, there's KFC about a mile up, up the road on the left. It's like, oh, man. Just like you see that, and you think, oh, man, I do love that colonel. Goodbye, Bojangles. Was but, this yeah, a, they, is this a? Is this a? I gotta ask. This one probably didn't come down from corporate HQ, huh? Absolutely not. You know that's Daryl. You know that's you the know store that's manager. Darryl. That's some guerrilla tactics. Yeah, I'm just gonna put them on blast. Can you finish this question? You got uh, like one uh, sentence into it. Yeah, let me start over. I clean out the Tupperware container he gives me, and within a day, he's at my door with a new batch. Oh my god! Should, should I, wow, man, what a hookup! Should I give him something in return? I once changed his hard contact lens as a good neighbor because he's blind, but I feel like I should do more for him, like maybe give him some of my own leftovers. <laughs> well, uh, that's from Befouled in Bountiful, Utah. What a wonderful scenario for everyone involved. Because yeah. for me, I find that the, the the one of the main things that keeps you from baking is, one, I can only eat beans, and that's very frustrating to bake mm-hmm. things. But also, um, I never can get rid of the stuff fast enough. Like, I make it, and then I just, a week later, I throw out a a moldy pile of it. Um, Unless it's very good, then people tend to eat it. But it would be nice to, maybe he just likes making chicken, you know? Yeah. It's hard hard to make chicken for one. Maybe you just want to make chicken for two, and you're the beneficiary of that. What you've got here is a classic one guy, one guy in a chicken place scenario. Yeah. (laughs) Um... 
There, I, there actually is. Just there is an old custom of like if you are given like a casserole dish full of food or whatever, or like a a container of food by like a neighbor or something, you're not supposed to return it empty. That is a thing. Well, shit, I do that all the time. Yeah, it's supposed to be like if they give you cookies, you send back brownies or whatever. But that is so, that becomes that becomes a curse eventually. Well, that's it's just what like, it's supposed to. It's supposed to be a uh, recursive cyclical uh, neighbor building. I don't know. It sucks, but. <laughs> I mean, no, it sounds nice on paper. It's just like, oh god, you brought it back already, huh? Okay, fuck. Shit. I don't know. I can make I can make the lasagna again. Did you like? You didn't? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I gotta fill this fucking Tupperware up. And lasagna occupies a lot of square footage. Um, um I think like, is it weird to? I I think you should definitely make something, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a very kind gesture. Um. Maybe if this person is bringing you stuff to your door every day, and I don't know what your relationship is like with your neighbor, but maybe they just want to hang out. Am I out of? Am I? Am I completely no, out of touch there? It kind I of think feels that like might be it because that would be the only scenario in which I would allow someone to touch my eyeball. Yeah, um, yeah, that's like, true. I'm, I'm doing my bet. Like I'm giving you the clearest sign that I want. I just want human company because I went so far as to invite you to touch my eyeball. Yeah, you know, um, you know what might be a good way of repaying this is if you ask the neighbor next time if they can stick around and show you how they make fried chicken. I think they might really appreciate. Now, if it is, hey. <laughs> they'll probably be so grateful because they've been going broke buying fried chicken, just waiting for you to ask. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Um, maybe they're trying to. Uh, now, if you ask that and they're like, "Actually, I have franchising opportunities available," like that's your <laughs> cue to like dip. Like you definitely don't okay. want that. It is going to be pretty shitty if one day the neighbor shows up and they're like, that will be $830. <laughs> do you guys feel a tremendous amount of guilt for the fact that you don't know your neighbors? And maybe I'm projecting, and maybe you do, and maybe you're best buds with them. But, like, I don't know, man. I feel I, I feel, I feel genuine. I, I, like, And I think this is, a, like, a common problem of the era. Like, I literally do not know how to make an inroad and I say that and I really do think the answer is to just bring some chicken over there one day because nobody's gonna say like no to that I uh, do know I do know my my neighbors and it's the first time maybe in my life ever that that is true like I know I I lived in an apartment here until well, it was a house split into two apartments for five years with the same upstairs neighbors for five years never learned their names that's uh, yeah I have actually bought a house that is across the street from my elementary school principal and down the street from my uh, kindergarten teacher, Ms. Weston. So is it Ms. Ms. Scott? Ms. Scott a, lives yeah. down, just down the hill from me. Nice. And what that means is that Justin McElroy is on his grind 24 hours a day. There's no way I'm going to let them see me slipping, ever. Like, yeah. I constantly have to monitor, like, uh, did I leave the lights on? Did I put out too much trash? Whatever. Like, I, I have all these, like... Uh, hold on. Jump back. Justin, if you feel you've put out too much trash, yeah. what do you do oh, boy. with I, the excess trash? I, I wait until the next week and hope it's better. Hope there's a better chance for it. I do get a lot of guilt about leaving out too much trash. Sometimes I'll put out... A, dear my brother, my brother and me, sometimes I have more trash than I think the trash guys would feel comfortable taking away. <laughs> and I just kind of store it in my garage till the next time and hope that it's better or we go on vacation or something. Oh, uh, you don't I, think they get You don't think they get psyched? Look at all this trash! Awesome! <laughs> what a challenge! Do you Finally, something, something worthy of our skills! Do you want to know something terrible? I have gotten Charlie into the habit of going 
going outside to greet the trash guys when they take our trash away and thank them. So they'll think of us as the house with that adorable child that always thanks them and not the one that puts out 30 Amazon boxes every week and is not a disaster. The, not the one with the human dump living in it. <laughs> right. I think about that. I, I'm really bad at breaking down boxes to fit into like our recycling bin thing. And so most often I can't close the lid on it. And I always picture the recycling uh, cleanup people, the ones in the recycling truck, coming and seeing that and just, like, sighing and hanging their head. And they're just so disappointed in me. Like, you couldn't spend the extra, like, five minutes to cut those boxes. Ugh. And it makes um, me feel bad. How about a Yahoo? Yeah. Did we um, answer this? Be yeah. yeah. Hang yeah. out. Hang out with them. Hang out. Just hang out. That's the, that's the gift they want. Like, if they wanted more chicken, <laughs> they would stop giving it away. They just want to. They just want to connect with you, and it seems like a cool person. Like I don't know, making fried chicken, seems giving it away seems like a good hang. Just uh, ask them to show you their their techniques. I think they'd really appreciate it. I really hope Bizarro Stormy defeats social entropy, so I can feel comfortable meeting my neighbors. Um, here's a Yahoo, and it's from. It was sent in by. Seth Carlson, thank you, Seth. It's Yahoo Answers user. Seth is really killing it. Crushing it, yeah. Uh, It's from Jimothy Crickets. Mm, Very good. Asks, should I invite Tyler? I invited everyone except Tyler. (sighs) (laughs) So, I mean, ground rules. Yeah. Do you have space for Tyler? Because if you invited everyone, except how big's your house? Can it how ha- how many how many living Tylers are there now? Oh, that's a good question. Is it the singular Tyler or is it the conceptual Tyler? I think it's the conceptual, metaphysical, metaphorical tie. Tyler. Okay. Oh, our tie our ties in the mix. Because you've got to be careful about that. Because if not, Tyler's going to see this cool party with roughly 7 billion people at it. And no Tylers. And no Tylers and say like, oh, I got to get in on that. Come to the door. This extremely exasperated bouncer says, what's your name? And he, you say, Ty? And he says, come on in. Ooh. Gaming Here's the a, system I, a bit. I will say, though, to that point, Griffin, if you were consistently... No Tylers, and let's say no ties too, just to cover it, and no lures. Just made it. Consistent. I'm lure. Come on lure. in, and you just made it like 100% Tyler free. Then no one Tyler could feel bad because you That's would just say point. to that Tyler, like, listen, it wasn't about you. It was about a different Tyler, but I couldn't let couldn't one risk. Tyler in and not the rest. I'm going to say there's 15,000 Tylers. And you know they're going to throw a Tyler party. And that's going to be a shit show. Because somebody's going to be like, you want to drink Tyler? And then the world will explode as 15,000 Tylers say in unison, nah, I'm good. (laughs) They're all straight edge. Every Tyler's straight edge. Why don't you want Tyler there? You invited Mm. everyone. I think you know, Justin. I think Tyler knows what... Tyler, Tyler did, and did. you know what Tyler did because he did it <gasps> to us. Griffin, there's a wolf in sheep's clothing here amongst the three of us. I've just realized. Oh my god, Tr- Travis! Quick, let's start a different Skype call. We okay. gotta get Justin off the Skype call. Wait, but 
It, that Tyler's my middle name. That's not. Mm-hmm. I think it counts. I don't think it counts. I think it counts, Judas. Justin. Judas Tyler. No, it's Justin Tyler, and that's like it's just my middle name. I don't even use it that much. Oh, Tyler! Don't you, Tyler? I, I never don't. think about your guys' middle names. It's weird. And yeah, it's kind of wild. Like I've got Andrew and Travis got Patrick and those are pretty norm I feel like and then here comes Tyler. No, Tyler and... was first. Tyler was first. Oh, no, Tyler. here comes here comes Tyler. Ooh, here's Andrew. Sounds, I don't. Ooh, here's it just a, makes my skin crawl. Here's Andrew. Hey, this is Andrew and there's Patrick. Hey, what's up? And then here comes and then here comes Tyler and it's Ooh, like I am uh, Tyler. <laughs> no, I don't think. And that's like what to me that's a little weird, I guess. Yeah. What were they, they thinking? Hey, speaking of, how do our parents pick those fucking middle names? They just get those at random or what? I have no clue. Um, here comes Tyler. But and Tyler's here and he's doing his best. Justin, when you take on the persona of Tyler versus Justin, yeah. um, what what changes most about you, would you say? Uh well, I flip my part on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's that's job one. Natch, yeah. Uh, I try to get kind of a macho walk going, like a Jeff Goldblum macho walk, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, just I, there's nothing funny about Tyler's. I'm sorry, Tyler's of the world. I tried to hang in there for you. Uh, I know I'm only a half breed. <laughs> A daywalker, if you will, <laughs> in, the, in the world of Tyler's. I'll say but I I'll can't say, think of any good Tyler-centric humor right now. I know I'm at sorry. least I know at least one Tyler that listens to this show. Uh, saw him in San Diego. I and no 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 shade or anything. I have a question. Have the two of you, and I'll open this question up with a story. Have the two of you ever been in a situation where you're like, let's try that middle name out for a second? Because I did go to church camp one time down centrifuge and i was like new new fresh start new me i'm here for a week how about andrews andrews Ooh. in the mix hey here co- and then i thought hmm here comes andy and so i was like <laughs> oh no wait what and i was like hey uh Gri- i'm griffin uh but uh i've been going by andy and I was like, that's, let's just that's try, a mistake. Let's try that's these. a mistake. You can't do that. This is just side note, just a little bit of free advice here. You can't, and I've realized this uh, now in my 33rd, almost 34th year, if you want to start going by a you new You can't nickname, give them the original. Yeah. You can't say, my name is Travis, but people call me. You just have to say, my name is Andy. But I would, I would introduce myself to people and be like- I'm Andy. Just trying these shoes on. These Andy. It's like it's like fucking Woody's boots with Andy how, on the bottom. These are my Andy shoes. I'm Andy this time. How dare you drop this on me at mini, minute 59 of our <laughs> podcast, Griffin. This yeah. is all I care about now that you tried. Oh, you had an Andy week and I never knew? I just did Andy for a little bit because I think I could I think I could look like somebody who is maybe an Andy. No. I'm, I'm more surprised that the two of you. I'm surprised Travis didn't roll up to like oh you day one what's like call me Pat are you, you kidding with how much I fucking love my name how much I love the name Travis yeah are yeah yeah kidding? but you've been tra- you've been Travis for like 40 years and I love him but you've so never much. you don't know want to know how the other Pat lives is all I'm asking I roll up I'm just like hey it's me Ty Ty baby that's my that's very that's extremely good Ty Ty baby Andy and Pat mine was going to be 
um, because there's already had I if I and I still might have to if I join SAG, uh, Travis Patrick because there's already a Travis McElroy. Seriously? Uh, yeah. In the mix, huh? Yeah, because I was gonna hmm. be Travis Pat or Travis Patrick McElroy. I'd do the full thing. Um, do you know that Michael? Do you know um, uh, Michael J. Fox's changed his name, but he didn't change his awesome last name. Uh, it was uh, A is his middle initial, and he didn't want people to be like Michael's a fox, uh, so they uh-huh. changed it to, to to he changed it to J. Can I had this conversation that? with with Teresa the other day. Do you think about Michael if, J. Fox? Well, no, but could I join SAG and be Samuel E. L. L. Jackson? No, you can't. No, you couldn't. No, but it's you not, couldn't. Why Obviously not? not? Why can't well, I be? Why can't I be like? Um, Zachary Quinto, but like K W I N T O, because then you would have to be in pornography. You would have to be in Star you Trek. Legally, have to be in pornography. Ah, yeah. oh, that's fair. Got uh, me there, guys. What Ball about Tuck? Andy? Andy Mack is the new SAG, the no. newest SAG member. Here hey Griffin, it. please, please, can I just please uh, remember that we have uh, hundreds of thousands of people listening to this, and if you continue down this road, we'll only be Andy Mack forever and ever. And, and you will also r- have a 90s Nickelodeon show about you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking good, if I'm being honest. Here comes Andy Mack. Here comes Andy Mack. Have you seen the new Nick show? It's about Andy Mack. He's a very, very, very cool young man. There's also, by the way, a uh, there is already a TV show called Andy Mack on the Disney Channel. I'm very sorry for you. Spelled how? A-N-D-I. So it would be different. Perfect. Anyway. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us this week. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we uh, put some shows up uh, uh, over the week. New t- uh, tour coming up all this fall. Uh, some of them are sold out. Some of them are still available. We've got some seats uh, September 8th in Brooklyn, uh, October 20th in Atlanta, uh, November 17th through the 19th at uh, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Milwaukee. Uh, 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 specifically. So uh, there are very few seats for most of those, except Milwaukee. Come on, Milwaukee. What's Tell up? See, don't on, you want us to come back again, Milwaukee? Huh? Yeah. Get your friends to go buy some tickets in Milwaukee. Come on. There's lots um, of great seats for Milwaukee. The other ones are a little more limited, considerably more limited, but Milwaukee is just like, it's a it's just waiting for you. So go buy some tickets to our Milwaukee show. We promise to make that one extra. It'll actually be the last show of this tour. So I bet it'll be super weird. And you probably want to come out for it. You can find all those tickets at McElroyShows.com slash tours. Um, come out. Come out and see us. We want to see you there. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um, John was kind enough to open for us again uh, at our San Diego uh, live show, and he's a, he's so fucking great. Thank you, thank you, John. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, Go check out all the other amazing shows on maximumfun.org. There's tons on there, and you're gonna love all of them. Um, speaking of macroshows.com, you can also go there to find all the projects we work on, as well as when the shows come out, our Twitter accounts, uh, contact information, all that stuff. Macroshows.com. And uh, folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much. Uh, Griffin's got a final. Oh, 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 sorry. Okay. One more thing. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on this show yet. Uh, the D&D podcast that we do with our dad, The Adventure Zone, um, we are putting out a graphic novel of the first arc oh, of The yeah. Adventure Zone, Here There Be Gerblins. Um, 
and that is available for pre-order now. It's theadventurezonecomic.com, um, and you can go and pre-order that now. Um, it, I'm so proud of it, y'all. Y'all gonna love it. Go check it out. And uh, yeah, go pre-order it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, y'all want that final? Hit me. Yes, please. Sent by Seth Carlson, crushing it. It's from uh, an anonymous Yahoo user who I'm gonna name Purvis. Asks, is Scorpion and Sub Zero atheists? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Creativity, comedy, and friendship. All these things and more are waiting for you at MaxFunCon East at the maybe haunted Pocono Manor, September 1st through 3rd. We only have a few tickets left, and they're on sale right now. So head on over to MaxFunCon.com to buy your tickets. Don't miss out.